Hi, friends. It's Andrea with another episode of Anti-Diet Revolution. Back in March, I was approached by another registered dietitian, Syra Torres. She's based in California, and she invited me to be part of a summit that she was offering. The summit was back in March, as I said, and I had the lovely opportunity to be one of the guest speakers for the summit. You can hear our interview and our discussion here, but you can see that she's lovely. She is on a mission really focused on helping folks with chronic disease. Uh, We talked about some of the challenges with trying to lose weight and specifically some of the challenges with diet culture. And she wanted to know how I got to this place of knowing non-diet strategies to use in my practice and really what that means. We talked about some tips to get started if you were new to this and in general just had a fantastic like-minded conversation. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Anti-Diet Revolution, the source for your weekly dose of non-dieting approach to weight loss and improved health. I'm Andrea Heyman, and I've been a registered dietitian for over 25 years specializing in weight management. I've seen countless women struggle in their quest to meet their weight loss and health goals. Over the years, I've learned that traditional diet culture strategies just don't work. I've found the keys to help you feed yourself, lose the weight, and meet your wellness goals without restrictive eating, menu plans, or missing out on your favorite foods. Through a non-diet approach, I'll provide mindset strategies, tips, tricks to achieve your healthiest body, and I'll share the stories, strategies, and successes to get your healthiest self. Interview guests will share their transformations from a traditional diet culture approach to food freedom. I'm on a mission to knock out diet culture and help you achieve the freedom, growth, improved health, and enhanced lifestyle that comes with adapting the anti-diet approach. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am Syra Torres, your host. I'm very excited to welcome today's uh, speaker. She is nutrition expert, Andrea Heyman. She has over 25 years of experience as a registered dietitian. She specializes in weight management, the anti-diet way. Anti-Diet Revolution is a podcast that Andrea uses as a platform to promote her mission. In addition, she is the founder of Andrea Heyman Nutrition, which provides online programs uh, with focus on providing the anti-diet approach to weight loss and food freedom. Managing the nutrition needs of various family members and promoting wellness to achieve health transformation. Andrea is the mom of three kids, ages 20, 18, and 14, and she's proud that they they all appreciate healthy food and are adventurous eaters. She is 100% confident that others can also reach their health and wellness goals. Um, So again, welcome, Andrea. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. It is honestly my pleasure. And I'm so grateful that you reached out to me and you have me here. I'm really, really, really happy to be here. 
I'm very excited. I think you have very um, valuable insights and, um, you know, based on your experience and everything that you do, I really think that our audience could learn a lot from um, having you here. So thank you again. Um, so I'm very excited to have you here and talk to us today about sustainable weight loss challenges, winning approaches and strategies to get started to begin. But before that, um, you know, I would love if you could give us a little bit of background, you know, your experience and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, thank you for that really nice introduction. And I think that provides a really good kind of general overview of kind of where I am now. But when I started, I was really kind of a, a registered dietitian working in a hospital, like probably many of the people that you're interviewing for this series are. And I, believe it or not, used to not really enjoy working and focusing on weight management. I never thought I would roll into that arena, but I have in a really just kind of uh, organic way, I would say. Early in my career, I was working in a um, health club, just doing so I had my regular hospital job. And then I was also doing some additional side consulting work in a health club. And it was like a suburban health club, pretty fancy, um, all the bells and whistles. And they would have clients would come and talk to a dietitian. And you can imagine that in that setting, the reason they were coming to a dietitian was because they wanted to lose weight. So they would come to me in a very, like, in a way like, she's a dietitian. She must have some magic answer. <laughs> and, and I remember one woman even really, we were sitting down with this conversation. I gave her kind of a healthy eating meal plan. And she actually stood up in the conversation and was really, she was very angry. I don't believe she was angry at me but she was just angry and frustrated. And she said, this is not gonna work at all. And she stormed out of the room. And it was really kind of a, a pivotal moment. It's a moment I really remember because it was a time where I realized in that setting, this woman had probably had years of frustration with her weight loss challenges. And she was so ingrained in various fad diets that she believed that the only way she could lose weight was through something like that. So when I gave her what I call like more sound eating, healthy, balanced eating advice, it was so contradictory to what she expected and believed was right. And I just could feel so many years of frustration in that moment of hers. And I was like, hmm, we as nutrition professionals have to do better. And so it was sort of an evolution of getting to that place where, yeah, we can incorporate traditional diet approaches. We can whether it's meal planning and meal prep and, and things of these natures, I call those kind of the tactical side, but I think there's so much more. And it's been my journey and mission to kind of develop ways that women can understand 
more about how they've gotten to this place. And once they can understand sort of the causes of their, their overweight or the causes of their emotional eating, things like that, that's when we can really find long lasting solutions. Right. That amazes me sometimes how, um, why fat diets are so popular because people are, are looking for that quick fix, forgetting that they didn't just wake up like that one day. You know, it's, it's been happening through, you know, a period of time. So then why would, why expect for it to just be gone? Just one Yeah. Day. And the reality is, is I believe I might be misstating the statistic, but I think it's 95% of diets fail. So those aren't really good odds. So right. why do we why? keep going back to that? Why? Yes. And, and, and then, but then with all that, just like you said, I think people know they don't work, but yet they still want something that's very like rigid, you know, and, and if, I think because they're so used to being told, or that's the way things were done in the past, that if you don't follow that, then you, you, you must not be that serious, or that's, like I said, it's not going right. to work, you know, from my experience being a, a, a diabetes educator also, and um, same thing, you know, they think I'm going to tell them what they can't do, and you know, okay, so I, I'm here, just, just tell me what I can't do, you know, right. so they're just so used to it, and they kind of expect it, and when you, when that doesn't happen, I think it, it kind of throws them off a bit, you know, so. And those words, the words of what I can't do, are essentially kind of the foundation of what traditional diets are, right? <laughs> right, right. It's on what you can't do. Right, right. So I, I think, um, like you said, you know, when I first started, you know, um, and seeing patients and clients, and everybody came like with that attitude, you know, okay, so, you know, go ahead and tell me what I can, you know, and I said, oh, wow, it's, I'm, I'm here to take a different approach. I, I want us to figure out what we can do and, and, and learn more about you. Like you said, everything is so, I think, just very cut and dry and meal plants and calories without taking the whole person into consideration. So I think it is interesting. I think slowly but surely things are changing. You know, we have more dietitians and, and nutrition professionals. I think they're more open like you are and really have new approaches. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very exciting. So with that, um, so that, that brings me into, you know, what, what, what do you have seen? I'd like to ask you my first question in your practice, you know, based on, on your, your experience, um, what are some of those biggest challenges that um, women face? Yeah, well, I think we've kind of touched Talk on it initially, it. Yes. but we typically have diets that focus on external factors, like things that are outside of us. So whether it's controlling the types of foods, so whether it's don't eat sugar, don't eat carbs, those kinds of external restrictive patterns, or recommending the challenge that is recommending a specific hard and fast calorie rule. Like when you tell someone eat 1200 calories, that's not teaching them to focus on their internal body cues. And those body cues are what allows us to develop trust in ourselves because we lose it. If you think about a child, like a two-year-old who's sitting in their high chair, they know when they're hungry. 
They know what they want to eat. They know how much they want to eat. But we lose that over time from a variety of factors. And by the time we're teens, really, we, we lose a lot of those skills to trust ourselves to eat well. But we can relearn that. And that's what's really amazing. So that's a really huge challenge is that traditionally we're looking to external cues to, to know how to, to help us lose weight. And really, when we can do it from a place internally, then I think it's much more successful. And, and, and probably yeah. simpler too, if when it's coming. Yes, we make it so hard. It doesn't have to be so hard. And then I think if you think about diets, kind of the pattern of it, there's like a very kind of predictable stages with dieting. So first you kind of decide that you're going to go on this diet, which typically has some sort of restricted component, restrictive component. Then after you start out strong, you go for a while and then you start to feel temptation. Then the next phase is usually giving into that temptation. And then you feel shame or guilt or frustration. And then oftentimes you kind of get over that shame and guilt and then try again. So this cycle is just very unproductive and it doesn't result in that lasting sustained weight loss that we want. So these are kind of so embedded in regular dieting <laughs> that it's hard to move away from. So I think these are just challenges that we all have to be aware of and, and know. So interesting. It's so um, unproductive and predictable and people keep doing it over and over again. I think, again, it's search for that quick fix, you know? Absolutely. Um, and that, that's what I think where, um, where people will, um, they find it a, a challenge. Um, so, okay, then, so that how, how did you know, or when did you know, was that the moment when, when you just shared that, that um, in, incident with that lady, but how did you know that you wanted to um, incorporate this new approach and, and, and not have these traditional approaches that diet, us dietitians have been trained, you know, mm -hmm. to, to, that's how we're supposed to help people achieve their health and their weight goals. Absolutely. So I think it was probably, I wish it was way back with that woman in the health <laughs> club. Um, but I think that was just kind of like one defining moment. And there were probably many, there were moments in my career where I just felt like what I was doing just wasn't good enough. And like, I would provide this information and I could just feel like in the back of my mind, I had this sense like this person's not going to be successful and it's my role to help them be successful. So there was like a, there was a gap there. Right. So I wanted to figure out how to, I could bridge that gap so that I could serve people better. Cause I really, I mean, you're in this field as well. You share the mission of wanting to help people be their healthiest so that they can live their best lives. Right. But it, that um, reminds me too, you know, when you, you're at a patient's bedside and you're trying to help out, you know, them and their family, and then you walk away just like not, 
you're like, oh gosh, I'm not sure if, 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 if that if that even answered their question. And you just kind of mm-hmm. walk away and you're like, oh no, you know, it, and you know, it's going to come back to you because they, it, it didn't really, it didn't make an impact, you know? So I, I completely understand. You can relate. <laughs> I can totally relate to that. Yes. Yeah. So explain to us what you mean by um, this weight loss approach. You know, this anti-diet, and like I said a little bit earlier, I do think this is becoming more more popular, even just using the word diet, you know, um, I think it's kind of a, a, it it turns people off. So, so what exactly does that approach? Yeah, you're, what does that look like? Yeah, you're absolutely right that I think that phrase is kind of gaining some momentum. And even earlier this year, I saw like right around the, the new year. I saw some big media outlets like the Washington Post and the New York Times, and they had picked up these words and like, what does anti-diet mean? And then the reality is, is since it's kind of a newer phrase, I don't think there's like one finite definition. It's kind of loosey-goosey, but to me, it means three things. It means that we understand that each individual has the skills internally within them to feed themselves well in a healthy way. Another component is that we understand that all foods fit into a healthy diet. No rules, no good good or bad foods, none of this restriction, just that all foods can fit in a healthy diet. And finally, and this is my favorite piece of it, is that feeding ourselves can be easy. It doesn't have to be so hard. So that's really what it means to me. Yeah, it doesn't have to be so complicated. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, and I, I can totally relate to that. The whole um, there are no bad foods, you know. And I guess in my own way, I was kind of practicing my own anti diet. Or for me, it was more, you know being that my parents are from El Salvador and my family and helping my family with their own health issues. For me, it was more like the anti-American diet because every time they saw somebody here, a doctor or a dietitian, they felt they walked away feeling terrible because they were told that everything they were eating was not on this list, mm. you know? And so, so they just always kind of felt bad, you know, and they didn't want, they would skip out on that part of their appointment. That's really interesting. And probably the lists that they were given were not their it, native foods. So it, of course they weren't. Exactly. So then, so then for me, I, I kind of, did, I took that approach just um, because it was, this, this is what I was dealing with at home with my own family, my grandparents, my aunts, you know, and it was early on that I took that approach. There are no bad foods. This is how we eat. I eat this way, you know, and now, and I was born here, but that's the way I was raised, you know? So even for me, when I first started going to, to school and learning all of these, you know, medical nutrition classes and all this stuff, and I was like, oh, wow, well, I've always eaten this way. And, you know, the combinations of foods and, and, and stuff like that. So I think that, that that really is something, you know, when you really encourage people and teach them that there really are no bad foods. Like you don't feel bad about what you eat. It's just how and how, how we go about it and everything else that goes into that. So very interesting. Thank you yeah. for sharing. All right. So um, I do think that with that, I think it, it does get people excited. And I think that they are more open about maybe g- giving this another try. If I don't have to go on a diet, then maybe I can do this. Right. For sure. So, yeah. Okay. So then, so then now that um, you've 
share with us what the anti-diet means to you. Can you um, share with our listeners some tips that they can use to get started with this approach? Yeah, and that's a really good question because theoretically, we all like the idea and concept of the anti-diet approach. But we also know that diet culture is part of us, like it's been ingrained in us. So when people have those two kind of concepts, they're like, okay, but how do I get from there to there? So usually I start people off with two things. So the first is that I I encourage people to plan healthy meals. We want to have a plan in place so that we can be guided and it just kind of makes things easier for us. Now, that healthy meal plan, of course, is going to be consistent with the overall approach in that we're not going to say that there are things you can't have on your meal plan or, you know, things like that. So, but it's a general healthy plan for yourself. And then just to kind of get in the nitty gritty, I think starting with some mindful eating practices is really helpful. It's not time consuming. It's something that you can kind of do within the course of your day while you are eating meals, but it begins to tap into so many different factors. So specifically like paying attention to your senses when you're eating. So how does the food look? How does it feel in your mouth? What's the texture? How does it smell? What are the tastes like? All of that. And then a component of eating mindfully is chewing slowly. We tend to kind of inhale our food at a very rapid pace. And then also unplugging. So, you know, not being, not eating mindlessly in front of the TV or your phone as you're scrolling through things like that. All of this like brings a lot more awareness to your body's cues and you learn a new definition of what full looks like. Maybe full means not finishing your entire portion of food that you usually have. Maybe maybe it is something different. So it brings you in tune with those hunger and fullness cues. And then also you learn what makes your body feel good. And when you, you have those kind of components in place and that understanding in place, it just makes it easier down the line to continue to feed yourself in a really healthful way, healthy way. Everything you just said to me is just fascinating. You just mentioned how this is all very simple. These are just very simple techniques. You don't need anything fancy to buy into some expensive program. It's just all really a matter of slowing down. You know, slowing down for yourself. Um, and I think um, uh, mindful eating is another term I think that has been and continues to grow. And I don't think a lot of people are really, um, some, some people are still, what does that mean? What does mindful eating mean? And, you know, it, it, it's about paying attention and, and really being present with, with your meal. But we live in a society where you're um, encouraged to multitask and, you know, and some people, take pride and they like to multitask. They like the fact that they're able to multitask and our society kind of rewards rewards you for being able to complete a million things all at once. You know, yeah. so we have so many things I think that can distract you 
and make everything so complicated. But yeah, like you were saying, it really is very simple. It's quite easy. Let's make it easy. <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Hi, I'm Andrea Heyman, host of the Anti-Diet Revolution podcast, and I've been a weight loss dietitian for more than 25 years. I've learned that traditional diets are not the answer for long-term weight loss success. And for the past couple of years, I've been helping ambitious working moms like you gain freedom from emotional eating so you can lose the weight you've always wanted. If you ever wanted to do the same, but you can never get any traction, here's how I can help. As you can guess, regularly overeating your number one crave food is not gonna get you the weight loss you desire. But what if I told you, you don't have to be a slave to your cravings and you can have control over your habits. In fact, I see women who stop overeating that number one crave food gain so much momentum. Think about it. Imagine a day where you wake up not regretting what you ate the previous day. That would leave you so much energy because you wouldn't be beating yourself up and thinking how you're gonna make up for those calories you ate yesterday. You don't think gaining control over this one aspect of your eating alone could start tipping the weight loss needle? Of course it would. That's why I created the Stop Overeating Challenge. It's a four-part audio series that gives you step-by-step -step training on how to stop overeating your number one crave food. The feedback from this challenge has been amazing and it is absolutely free. To access this challenge, I'll include it in the notes here. 